ready to get and stay fit? Welcome to Fit, Positive, Confident with Dr. Gordon, where the focus is on your whole person health, physical, mental, and spiritual. Because your health can be affected by so many factors, Dr. G covers a range of topics in this program, from eating healthy to world-shaping events. So relax and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fit, Positive, Confident. This is Gordon Anik and my guest today is Kyle Galloway. Kyle, welcome to the show. As always, love being here, man. Well, we last week we talked about um, the topic was confidence mm-hmm. you know, and how to develop it and how to work on it. And um, today we were going to talk a little bit about um, hitting the rock bottom and making changes. Yeah, you know. So, I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna have a good health. If you want to live a positive life, if you want to, you know, <coughs> uh, have confidence in life, mm-hmm. you have to start. I mean, you build it. Yeah. It, yeah. I, it's yeah. not. It, it just doesn't happen by accident. You know. You have to work <laughs> on it. Yeah. You don't luck your way into it. <laughs> and, and you know, and uh, it's uh, sometimes it's hard for people to. Um, to work on it because they have difficulties in life and they are not like we were talking about the buddy of ours, you know, who is uh, <coughs> on drugs because mm-hmm. he finds relief and comfort and, you know, uh, and, and people use drugs, you know, to get away from uh, <laughs> from their problems temporarily. Yeah. But yeah. they're not building, you know, the life that they they right. just find refuge in that for the moment, for an hour or two, or yeah, or or for you know an evening or right, right, whatever right. it is, and and yeah, that's that's a hundred percent right. By you know, um, you know, escapism is something that we've we've talked about this quite a few times on the show, and you know, it's the I call it the ostrich syndrome. You know, ostriches are known for you know shoving their head in the sand and kind of ignoring the world around them and. And that's really what it is, is it's, you know, you're, you're uh, like our friend, um, you know, literally made that statement to you and said, you know, it's the best feeling I've ever had. It makes me forget all my problems and makes them, or the statement was it makes my problems go away. Right, right, right. And that's really not a true statement, right? Um, because, you know, you and I know by, by the outside looking in, that almost all of his problems are being generated because of this habitual thing that he is partaking in. And while when he does it, it may make him no longer feel those problems, it doesn't make them go away, right? And um, Yes, the, the, the issues remain. Exactly. And by, you know, whatever form of escapism you or even this gentleman that we're speaking of, whatever escapism we are, you know, indulging in. And and millions of people out there. Yeah, I mean, we have so many different versions of it, whether it's Netflix and chill or, you know, it is, you know, the... Food. (laughs) Food, drugs, you know, alcohol. um, You know, I mean, Americans are great at turning anything and everything into an addiction. 
So, you know, that that's like one of the things that we're still number one in the world for. Um, no longer number one in education or number one in food <laughs> safety or number one in you name it. But, you know, we, we definitely are number one in addictions. And, um, you know, so it's whatever escapism you are. And you, and by the way, you cannot blame your dealer. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, you know, these are your choices. These are your your, uh, you know, sometimes your problems are your own fault. Uh, <laughs> well, the problems, and then, you know, you choose to escape them by indulging in something that's going to mask the problem over, but you're not working on solving it and building the life, you know, that, that you want to have. Yeah, and it's it's really dividing your focus away from building that life. And, you know, so I got no problem with relaxing. I got no problem with, you know, sitting down and indulging. And I believe that, you know, life has to have some fun in it. You know, some things that you do that you just purely enjoy, that you're not doing it because, you know, it's it's going to make you healthier, going to make you, you know, more fit or, you know, help you to grow your bank account but you know something that it's just pure joy and pure fun that but, you're but indulging there is a in. difference but there is a difference the difference between i'm going to sit down and relax with a good movie with my wife or family and i'm going to have a glass of wine or a beer mm -hmm. you know there is a difference between that that uh, uh that feeling and when you are so stressed and so freaking out Mm -hmm. that you're going to now get high to escape it, you know, yep. or you're going to shoot something or you're going to take fentanyl or you're going to take, you know, whatever. I mean, there is all kinds of drugs out there, you know, crack, I mean, meth. People mm -hmm. take these things because they are falling apart and they need mm -hmm. they need uh, an escape. Yeah. So, so that's totally different than, oh, I'm going to relax and just... Exactly, yeah, you know, and, and the difference is, you know, what is the mechanism that you're you're doing right and so you know the big difference between those two is a just relaxing at the end of a, a day that you you know really put in a lot of work and you know it's just that that time for you to just cut loose relax and enjoy versus the escapism and using it to completely hide from the issues that surround you right and so you know, it really is just a difference of what the habit is. Um, people people you know, say, I need to take the edge off. You know, and to me, that statement right there says that they are not in the right frame of mind. Yeah. You know, so the, so I'm going to take the edge off by, you know, taking a few puffs of pot, you know, and right. then maybe have a scotch and then maybe have something else. And then, you know, and then it just goes from bad to worse right and you know one of the one of the techniques that I used a lot and I don't I don't remember if I picked this up from somebody or you know it was just kind of something I chose to I don't know what the genesis of it was but you know when I was in my early 20s um, you know I I ran martial arts schools and so you know I would go out with friends often just like 20 year olds do go down to bars go out sure. to clubs and you know there was there was a lot of alcohol involved 
And, you know, so when I was younger, and I, I grew up in an area where alcoholism, I mean, I watched, I've watched so many people kill themselves with the bottle. Sure. Um, and so it's always been something that was very prevalent to me of just what kind of damage alcohol can do to a person. And a lot of these people that I, I watched kill themselves with alcohol, uh, it started in, in like their 20s, you know, that it was just that, that party lifestyle, going out with friends, and then it morphed uh, into different things as they turned 30 and turned 40. And, and at this point, you know, my wife and I rarely ever have any, any alcohol. But in my 20s, what I would do is every so often, I would just stop drinking for a month. I'd still go out with my friends. I'd still go to bars and I'd still go hang out, go to clubs downtown, do the same things I was doing with my friends. But I would just cut myself off of like the alcohol. And, you know, I would do it for a month. And just to ensure that it wasn't something that, you know, was taking over, that the reasons that I was hanging out with friends or the reasons that I was, you know, going to these bars and, and clubs and hanging out with people was for the alcohol, that I was doing it because I enjoyed the social aspect of it. And as I've gotten older, again, you know, my wife and I kind of completely stopped drinking um, about 10 years ago. And, and, you know, usually it's every couple of months we'll, we'll maybe have a couple of drinks with dinner or, or something like that, go out with some friends and have some cocktails. But, you know, very, very rarely just because of how damaging alcohol actually is to the body. So we just kind of gave it up. But, you know, even food, um, you know, a couple of times a year, my wife and I do a, at least um, a three-day fast. Mm -hmm. And usually at least once a year, most of the time twice a year, we'll do a seven-day fast. Um, and just go seven days with, with, uh, you know, no food. Um, and you know, even that helps us to reset on, you know, the foods that we're eating and, you know, so just abstaining from certain things like being in control. Yeah. It, it gives you a monogram of control to, you know, abstain for from it for a week or a couple of weeks or even a couple of days just to, you know, kind of prove to yourself that it isn't something that you need, right? So, you know, that that idea of abstinence can really, really bring back some control and help you to make changes. Sounds good. Let's come back after the break and uh, continue with this. Galloway's uh, his uh, website is successmartialarts.ninja. Check it out. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we like that uh, <laughs> that uh, ninja thing, man. That's always cool to say. Right. Uh, yes. Um, successmartialarts.ninja. So everybody wants to have success. I mean, that's why you put that name in the in that word in the name of the yeah of the school. You know, everybody wants to have success, but you got to build it. Yeah, it you takes work. It takes build. effort. You have to build your goodness. health. You have to build your money. You know, you ha grow your money. You mm -hmm. have to um, build your life. You can't just, it's not going to happen by itself. No. No, and the essence of that idea of building it 
you know, to build anything at its core value is change, right? If you're going to build a house uh, on a piece of property, you are fundamentally changing that property. If there's already a house on there that you're going to build a new house on, you got to rip down the old and throw it all in the garbage and build the new, right? So fundamentally, you are changing that environment with whatever it is that you're building. And that is what, you know, building success really is in your life. If, you know, you are trying to build better financial stability, then you have to change the habits that you have around your money, your spending habits and and things of this nature. It's not always about making more money. It's about, you know, really doing more and doing better with the money that you have. And uh, you and I have, have discussed people that you knew that, you know, were like doctors and different people like this that, you know, were probably making hundreds of thousand dollars a year, you know, if they were making 200000 but they were spending 250000 a year. Right. Right? It doesn't matter how much money you make. If you spend more than you make, you're always going to be in financial straits, uh, dire straits, right? Uh, fitness, if you're trying to build a more physically fit body in your life, you know, you have to make changes in your habits. And anything that you want to do and improve upon, it takes some sort of change. Sometimes it's little changes, and sometimes it's it's big changes, right? But in essence, there's always a change. And and one of the one of the sayings that I love is that you cannot get where you want to go by doing the same things you've always done. And you know, if if what you were doing right now in your life was getting you every result that you wanted, then you don't need to make any kind of a change. But that's not really anybody I've ever met, right? Everybody I've ever met, there's always something that they feel like they could improve upon or something that they want to improve upon. And even with my wife and I, you know, we've been on a very similar health path for 10 years now. And in my early 20s, um... I started really focusing on nutrition and diet, and I was kind of going more the standard American diet route, high, uh, you know, higher carbohydrates, whole grains, eating six meals a day, uh, really low fat, all that kind of stuff. And I, I definitely found uh, some weight loss in that, and I, I did kind of improve my health uh, from eating, you know, fast food and junk food all the time sure. to you know, making fresh meals for myself. And and then about a decade ago uh, was when we made the shift into kind of a lower, more moderate carbohydrate, higher fat, cyclical ketosis kind of a thing. And I definitely found a lot more success in my health in that uh, change. But even while we're still kind of doing the same cyclical ketosis kind of a diet structure, that we started doing 10 years ago, what we do today is very, very different than 10 years ago. Um, you know, so even well, if you're on the right path, you still find yourself making little adjustments and little changes and, and experimenting and, and, you know, just kind of being a little more creative. And, you know, if you do the same meals over and over again, you get bored on those. So then you got to kind of make a shift and change. And, 
you know, keep things exciting and, and you know, but it, it in essence, it's change. What, I, what I'm hearing you say is, what I'm hearing here is uh, you and your wife, people who are con- always willing to experiment and change. Yeah. But, you know, the problem for most people is that they get stuck in a, in a, in a, in a st- lifestyle and uh, they can't change. They can't find the power. They can't find the motivation. They can't find the way to change. Some of them drift into uh, drugs to mask over, you know, their problems or whatever, you know. And this is what I'm trying to, you know, find the key for. Mm-hmm. You know, where do you, I mean, you know what I'm talking about here, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, it's very yeah. rare to have somebody, to have people who are always willing to try something else. So, okay, so now you were on this one type of diet, but I'm going to try something else. You know, yeah. usually people get into the same diet and that's what they eat the rest of their life. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, the, and that's the old American yeah. diet was, you know, for dinner you have uh, beef and potatoes, you right. know. Yeah. Yeah. And people will do that all the time. Yep. Or chicken and potatoes. Right. And then tomorrow, beef and potatoes. And then the next day, <laughs> chicken and potatoes, you know. <laughs> maybe maybe get crazy the next day and do turkey and potatoes. <laughs> right, you know? right, right, right. Uh, no, yeah, 100%. And, you know, my whole theory on that is that most people uh, in today's world, when and, and through a lot of conversations that I've had with people is where I've kind of realized this, but most people, their, their ultimate strive is to have their life happen automatically, that they can coast through the difficult times without really thinking about it or trying or, you know, that they're just, you know, it happens through habit and automation. In other words, they don't want to think about the problem. And then then they can automate through those. They don't have to think about it. And then they can be there for the fun parts. So you're, you're saying if it takes effort, then this is where people fall apart. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so, again, a saying that I absolutely love, and this came from, like, a Will Smith movie. And, you know, I know that the great this philosophy. probably <laughs> was around much longer than this, but the first time I heard it was in this movie. Uh, the name of the movie was Hitch. Um, but, you know, throughout that movie, you know, Will Smith is, like, this guy that helps people get the girls of their dreams kind of a thing. He's, he's a relationship coach kind of a deal. Pretty funny movie, but uh, throughout it, he has these toasts that he makes, um, and a lot of them are really, really just kind of poignant, fun little little toasts to make, but one of them was, uh, the toast was, live life as if it was on purpose, and really that that is my wife and I in a toast, like everything that we do, we try to be extremely conscious of what we're doing and how we're doing it and, you know, doing it to the absolute best of our ability in that moment. So you don't want to put it in automatic? No. And the moment, you know, that whole idea of being where you can do something automatically means that you're in your comfort zone, which means that you're not really growing, doing better or, you know, getting better. So, you know, anytime I find myself in the comfort zone, I kind of have to push myself out of that. Uh, because I don't want to live automatically. I want to live consciously. I want to make choices, and I want to do it right. Well, we need to take a quick little break, but she'll be right back.
back to Feel Positive Confident. Kyle Galloway is in the house. SuccessMartialArts.ninja is his website. And we are talking about getting out of the rut and building the life that you want to build. Yeah. And one of the, mm, one of the lessons that you are keep repeating here is that, y- you know, you have to be deliberate about it and you have to uh, be willing to experiment Mm-hmm. And you have to be willing to uh, make changes and to take risks. Yeah. Yeah. And to try new stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, so we were talking about everybody wants to put everything on automatic, you know. I have a good job where I don't have to work hard and they pay me good. And then I go home and watch m- movies. Mm-hmm. And then on weekends I go fishing or whatever. You yeah. Know. And don't mess with that. If you mess with it, then, you know. Well, right, and that's, you know, and if you are 100% happy in that that life, like literally no complaint at all, then great. Keep doing what you're doing. Right, right, right. But I don't know anybody that's that way. I've never met a single person that isn't like, oh, I could definitely do better here, or I could maybe improve this, or I could, and, you know, Fundamentally, I believe that we as human beings um, are geared for change because I don't know anybody that does the same thing day in and day out over and over and over and over and over and over again for years on end that doesn't get bored and doesn't crave doing something else, doing something new. Um, And so, you know, I believe that that we're kind of geared for that that idea of change to to tinker to experiment to be creative i think that is just part of our core fundamental humanness right and uh, you know and i i i believe that like the entertainment industry has kind of hijacked that a little bit because you know especially in today's world like the amount of i was thinking about this the other day cuz my wife and i uh we don't get off of work until usually 8 8:30 Mm-hmm. And uh, that's typically when we are, you know, sitting down to dinner is between, you know, 8.30 and 9 o'clock at night. And, you know, at that point, we've done our work for the day. And, we, I mean, our, our day starts at, you know, 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning, going right, to train, right. going to work on the business, then running classes. And then we sit down and we watch a couple of TV shows, uh, you know, off of Netflix or Amazon Prime or HBO Max or, or whatever. And I was thinking about, like, how as soon as we finish a show, uh, we just jump right on to the next one. And, I mean, we're watching things like, you know, Lord of the Rings fantasy-type shows right, to right, right. documentaries to, you know, Star Trek. My wife and I love Star Trek shows. And, you know, like the really stupid TV game shows and like dating shows and like the amount of consumption and, you know, and it's just this like, and by doing that, I started thinking about how the entertainment industry has kind of hijacked our, our need for new and and creativity by providing it for us in a fantasy world where, you know, you can watch the Witcher and as soon as you're done watching The Witcher, you could go and watch, you know, a nature program and experience nature. And you can, 
you know, go and switch over to some other genre TV show. And like within that, it kind of gives you that, it kind of scratches that human itch for new and uh, different, right? And and the creativity kind of comes from what they created. And, you right, know, right. so... The different comes from what they have, what they're serving you. Yeah, and... It's not, you don't have to go out there. You don't have to do it, right? right, right? right. It's kind of served to you on a platter. And and I find it kind of interesting how, uh, you know, how it can kind of placate that that need, that drive within us. But, you know, if we look at it from a little different perspective, let's talk about vacations, right? If you went on vacation to the exact same place over and over and over again for years, Right, you're you're really not gonna want to go back to that, well, it, that place, you know. Th- this whole thought, you know, of uh, experiencing a lot of these things on television, you know, passively, I mean, it robs you of uh, you actually doing stuff yourself. Yeah, you know right? what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, it's like it's like the parent that lives vicariously through their kid. Right. Like you you get the dad that was, you know, loved playing football, but wasn't really good enough to, you know, play in college and uh, definitely not good enough to, you know, play football in the NFL. And so, you know, their high school ends and their football career ends, but then they have a kid. Right. And then their kid has to play football. And the dad is like just hyper focused on I'm going to make him the greatest and at every game and like you know and you meet these parents that like their kid is living the life the parent wants right right, right? or they live vicariously through their their professional football team we right? are living the life that HBO wants right to live exactly so you know they are feeding us this and we're living vicariously through these characters that that you know we see on the the TV or in movies, right? You know, superhero movies are hugely popular because you know tons of people like dream of being that hero, that you know that 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 superhero kind of a person. And by watching somebody else, and the psychology is very much that if we watch somebody accomplishing the things that we desire, that we attach ourselves to that. And we get the same kind of uh, psychological boost by seeing them achieve what we desire. It takes care of that need that we have to achieve. It does. So if our team, you know, Denver Broncos or Nuggets, are winning, like Nuggets, I think they're the NBA champions. Yeah, this last year. Then the whole city just goes nuts. because. But it's not me. I didn't do it. Right, but... I can live here in this city, but... But they own that, right? Like... You know, uh, sports is a really good analogy on that because it really, and especially here in Denver, Denver loves their professional sports. I man. Think it was Jokic that got the ring, not me. You right? know, yeah, exactly. End, I mean, and uh, but there is, I you know, and I mean, most of Denver jumped on the bandwagon as as uh, the the Nuggets were doing better and better throughout the playoffs. But right, right, right. I mean, I got. Like, my joke was I loved basketball in my teen years, and I loved the Nuggets in my teen years. 
And I, you know, when they won the championship, man, my 14 year old self sure, was sure. just jumping for joy, man. It was great. And yes. it was awesome. And, but I mean, I know other people that are just diehard Nugget fans and have been for 20, 30 years. And like their life was made when the Nuggets won the championship. And it's like, you know, cool. Like, I, I'm totally happy that you're happy. But then, the hard the, reality. The hard is reality is you did nothing. You didn't like do you it. sat on the couch and drank beer, <laughs> while these guys did something amazing. Like you know, like where, where, how do you assume any kind of responsibility or, or you know, a, anything in this achievement? So the, the question is really, what, what, what am I achieving? You know, yeah. How am I building my life? You know, right. and and what I'm, I think it's interesting what you're talking about here is that uh, I think it attracts us all of this. You know, the the movies and the sports and other people's wins. You know, that we then attribute or attach ourselves to. You know, I think it attracts us from living our own life uh, to the fullest and yeah. being successful in our own life. Because if you spend, you know, five hours watching, you know, whatever it is, you know, that's the time that. And I'm not saying a person should never do it. No. But I'm saying you should succeed in your thing first. Yeah. And then all of that other stuff can be balanced properly, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And you know when we when we look at this, it's uh I mean this is why drugs are so prevalent. Uh and why they're so addicting is because all of these things, you know, uh, TV shows and, you know, alcohol, drugs, um, they, they kind of hijack the reward system in our bodies. And so, you know, before all of this type of entertainment and drugs and things were, were kind of available, the only way that you could, you know, really get a good dopamine hit, the reward chemical and obviously I'm very simplifying the role sure. of dopamine in the body, but, you know, the only way to get that was through achievement, like doing something in your own life that actually was rewarding. And now, you know, you can just drink alcohol, you could take a drug, you can watch a TV show, and you can get the same kind of a dopamine hit as if you went out and won the gold medal in the, Olymp the Olympics, you know, so... That's really preventing us... Um, uh from achieving. Yeah. It's stifling us. We'll right back. Okay, back in the studio with Kyle Galloway. We're talking about, you know, dopamine. That's right. It's good stuff, isn't it? It is. And your point was that in the past, you know, for most of the human uh, history, you had to go out there and achieve something great, you know, to get that dose of dopamine in your body. You know, I mean, you had to have a good day in the field or you had to have a good day uh, on the battlefield or you had to have a good day, you know, in trading and business mm -hmm. or education or... Or a successful hunt that successful fed, uh, feeds the entire tribe. Or you you know. had to achieve something yeah. yourself in order to get that feel-good dopamine, you know. Mm -hmm. And now, all you got to do is turn on the HBO, you know. Yeah, and it's, in in a lot of cases, uh, the, the reward that you get 
from doing a drug or watching a TV show or gambling or, you know, these things are, uh, you know, in, in the drugs case, it's a chemical that is designed to release massive amounts of reward chemicals in the, and it's designed that way, right? Um, sure. That's, that's why it became a thing was they created a chemical. They realized that it had this effect on the body and, you know, and you want when more it comes and more to, of it. Yeah. When it comes to TV shows and different things that way, like they are carefully scripted and calculated to, uh, to really be these giant dopamine hits, uh, Facebook and social media, you know, like everything is geared towards, you know, providing this so it, you stay on their apps and they can feed you more and more advertisements, Likes right? and followers. And, you know, so they're carefully crafted to, you know, really activate this, this reward system in our body. And in most of their cases, they will activate the reward system stronger and better than if you do go out and achieve something. And that is the real danger of this. And, you know, um, in our society is very quickly becoming, uh, I don't know if you ever saw that, that Pixar movie, WALL-E, um, but it's about, you know, basically humans trashed the, the earth mm-hmm. um, and they had to leave, leave the earth until, uh, until it, you know, could Recover. support life again. And they basically leave earth on these giant, um, cruise ships, like, you know, same kind of cruise ships right, we right, see right. on the ocean, but these are spacefaring. Right. And, uh, and, you know, throughout the movie, you see the, the humans living on this particular one of these, and uh, they all, like, they, they live in hover chairs, and their hover chairs take them around all the, and, you know, and they're, they're participating in, you know, uh, entertainment that you would find on a cruise ship, but they don't work, they don't do anything but just do Relax. these these entertainment right, and, right, right. and you know pleasure they, pleasure they've all like there's a scene in the movie where somebody falls out of their chair and actually has to stand on their own two feet and everybody like freaks out that this person fell and there's this huge gasp and then the person is actually able to like stand and walk and then everybody's kind of amazed by it. Like, wait, what is, what is this person doing? And, you know, that is that is so much what our society is moving towards, where it's just this constant and never-ending uh, pursuit of comfort uh, and entertainment. So it's, it's honestly, to me, it's terrifying, you know? And, I mean, we hear this in the news, like, the new generation, I was just talking to my, my son about this. I was like, you know, your generation is the first generation in, in the history of human beings that is not expected to outlive your parents. Wow. And, like, I've heard that in, in just news clips here and there just being stated. And nobody is, like, freaking out about that. And I'm like, that terrifies me. Like... How is it that, you know, through this lifestyle, through this food that we eat, through this laziness that is is imbued into our society, that our kids are going to die before us because they're that much more unhealthy than we are? 
like it's, it really it's like uh, what drug addicts are experiencing. Mm-hmm. They're experiencing this wonderful high, and they will tell you, the best feeling I ever had, nothing beats it, you know. Yeah. But in the process, you know, their vascular system is going, their heart is going, the liver is going. They're destroying everything in their life, you know, and they're going to, and, and they're turning into a zombie. Right. You know, but they have this wonderful feeling. Yeah. Right. And you know? you're saying this is what's happening on a, on a global level. Uh, yeah. You know, and, uh, and America just seems to be the forefront of it, you know, that, that's kind of, again, our number one export so is you, obesity. What are you thinking? Just turn everything off or as much off as possible? You know, I I mean, honestly, if I had the answer to that, I I think I'd be a millionaire. You know, <laughs> but well, you got to um, seek, you got to seek some of some of your own wins, right? And that's you know one of the the big things that and I say this to our teenagers a lot in our our martial arts schools, and I say this to my students a lot, uh, or my my own personal kids, is you know one rule to follow would be earn your lazy. Like being lazy is not a bad thing, but right, if you're, right, right. you know, too much of anything is is bad. You know, you drink too much water in too short a period of time, and it's going to deplete the sodium level, uh, dilute the sodium level to to the in your blood to the point where your heart stops beating. Like lazy should know, not be the the goal. It that should be that the should not be the the all all day thing, right? Right, right, right. It you should know? be a reward. It should be a reward, right? So. In that statement, earn your lazy. Go out, you know, set a goal. Try to achieve it. Do something to work towards it every single day. And, you know, be proud of what you do. Uh, and then at the end of the day, do your lazy. What is that lazy, right? Like, you know. A lazy cannot become uh, end of end all. No, it can't be the kind of that number one goal. And that that's really kind of where it is. And, uh and where it's going. I mean, we I've been to many different countries of the world and that's what young kids are aspiring to, yeah. you know, nice car and a house with a pool and and uh watch TV all day long. Right? And you know, if you earn it and you go out and you do stuff and you know, ultimately you will find that that reward is way 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 better than the immediate rewards you get, but you got to go for it. All right, folks, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Be sure to tune in next time for another unique perspective on your whole person health with your host, Dr. G. And don't forget to share the goodness with friends and family and visit our website at fitpositiveconfident.tv and follow Dr. G on Twitter at Dr. G Fitness. God bless and stay healthy.